You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing Omnibus Walking Dead podcast. It is Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk Walking Dead Season 11, Episode 8. We are late. It, that rhymes with eight, so I just thought I'd throw it in there, Aurora. Uh, but that is okay. We are here to talk about the mid-season finale to The Walking Dead's final season. It's called For Blood. And it, it was a mid-season finale where mm-hmm. some things happened, but nothing overly important. And then we'll see you next year is essentially uh, how yep. these mid-season finales go. I, I wasn't blown away by this episode at all, mm-hmm. but. I do have, I have, I have a, a specific scene that I, I okay. talk about for forever. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I cannot wait until we get to that. Uh, but I, I seem to remember when they started doing the mid-season finales. Uh, boy, I feel old. Like, the, Aurora, this website is 10 years old now. It's been a while. Yeah. And sometimes I don't realize how long we've been doing some of this stuff for. Sometimes it feels like no time has passed at all. But uh, then thinking about how this podcast, uh, this website, not this particular podcast, but this website is 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And we started this particular podcast to begin with Fear the Walking Dead, which is now starting its seventh season yeah, it feels like all re- like sometimes it's like, oh my god, this is a really long time ago, and then I feel like an old man talking to kids. Like I remember <laughs> when there weren't mid-season finales. Yeah, yeah. but when they started yes. them, they were really good. Uh, this one kind of is just like it's an episode, and they split the mm-hmm. season, and we'll get more episodes later. Um, so let's talk about what happened in Four Blood. A storm besieges Alexandria with the survivors struggling to keep walkers at bay after the storm brings down some of the walls. Maggie's group brings their horde to Meridian, where Leah grows disgusted with Pope's callous disregard for the lives of the Reapers after one Reaper is killed by the disguised group among the Horde. As night falls, the Reapers begin destroying the Horde with landmines. Daryl helps Maggie and Gabriel infiltrate Meridian and allow walkers inside and finally confesses to Leah his allegiance to Maggie. Leah is aghast, but when Pope prepares to fire... Uh, what is this thing that he fires at them? I don't remember the name. It was just a bunch of rockets. It's a multiple. Yeah, it's like a Hawaka. Ho- Hawaka. So, yeah, it was a weird name. Multiple rocket launcher. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, multi, multi rocket launcher. <laughs> yes, this was for for the record. If you're like that name sounds ancient. Uh, this was a, de- a weapon design developed in 15th century Korea. 
Mm-hmm. So it's old. Uh, but, you know, Pope has one because why not? Uh, and he uses it to fire them at uh, Walker and Reaper alike. So Leah, of course, kills Pope. Despite Daryl inviting her to join his family, she refuses, remaining loyal to hers with the Reapers and taking leadership of them. Leah outs Daryl's true allegiance to the other Reapers and attacks the group with said rocket launcher thingy. Um, what did you think of episode eight? Well, there's a bunch of things that have not been mentioned. Oh, yeah. yeah. As, as per usual with <laughs> these recaps. Before we go into um, Daryl, mm-hmm. I just want to take a second to talk about Rosita mm-hmm. because they are held in this house. It, the storm is happening. Um, it's like a hurricane was going on outside. Kind of, yeah. And, and the windows are shaking and, you know, they're trying to, like, keep the walkers out because some walls uh, uh, were, you know, destroyed because mm-hmm. of the storm and walkers are coming in and like it's chaos yeah. um and these walkers are trying to get in the house and she's like hold hold up i'll go out and i'll clear them and she goes out and it was like like a kill bill scene mm-hmm. it was insanity she killed every single walker and then she comes back in the house covered in blood and all you see is like her shadow and she's so wet from the rain I, and i was like that's amazing <laughs> yeah it was a good shot <laughs> it was so good and she just looks at judith and she's like let's just stay away from the windows and mm-hmm. i was like that was amazing mm-hmm. i thought that scene was insane so i just wanted to highlight that highlight rosita's badassery yes she yes. was a badass yeah and i i loved how judith watch all of it and i i think Mm -hmm. judith was just like you know she's her role model (laughs) yeah kind of right she i mean she doesn't really have parental figures there really like kind of sort of everybody is but in that way you know how it is like if everybody is then no one is kind of um right right maybe she's attaching to rosita and i you know, not even a maybe. I think a definitely because oh, yeah. there were there have been times where she wants to like, you know, let me help kill zombies. And they're like, no, no, no. You go be like a big sister mm-hmm. to like the the other little kids. And she wants to get out there and do it. And like Rosita's yeah. a, an ass kicker. And she's like, that's me. That's what I want to be. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but also she, I mean, as a parent as well, like you should also try to be like responsible for your little siblings because I you right. know, have to. If I look, if I tell my kids that, uh, you know, I can't sit there and secretly cheer for a a fake kid on TV to be like, <laughs> don't do that at all. Go kill <laughs> right. zombies. Um, right. Part of me wants her to, though. Uh, I love Judith. I've been a Judith oh. fan since the since the reveal of little Judith yeah. Grimes. So, yes, she's the best. And we got kind of like a cliffhanger in this episode because she's trapped yep. in the basement uh, that's flooding mm-hmm. with Gracie, right? That's her name. Uh, yes, yes. The baby they um, stole from Negan's. From yes. Negan, yes. yes. Um, they're both trapped in the basement. It's flooding, and then you know they're the zombies are in the house, so they have mm-hmm. nowhere to go. And that was a uh, one of the cliffhangers this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Um, like I, I don't hate this episode or anything, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm not upset with it. I'm I'm not entirely blown away by it though either. Like on the other hand, uh, I feel like we've had better mid-season finales. Oh, for sure. For I, sure. I guess 
I guess largely what I don't know. Uh, I wanted to make this comparison, but like, I don't even think it's a very good comparison. Um, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, this is the final season of this show. It's mm-hmm. run for 11 years. And some people would say that's way, way, way too many seasons past when it should have stopped. Uh, but I would argue against that. I feel like since they've done the time jump, the show has mm-hmm. improved a lot. I agree. Uh, And I've never disliked it as much as some of the louder, like, Mm -hmm. voices in the community and stuff. Yeah. That being said, for this to be the final season of the show, it does not feel like the final season of the show. It doesn't. We are halfway through it. Uh, We've done eight episodes. Pope is obviously not the, the... bad guy or whatever uh he's dead already so uh maybe it's leah maybe but that doesn't seem interesting or um threatening enough um you know there's no i don't know it feels like there's just no state like to me the path that the show is on right now given everything that we've seen it feels like the remaining episodes of the show are going to be very similar to the first eight where things are happening and situations are gotten into, but then gotten out of, and then the show will just end and everybody will be right where we left them at. And that's it. The end. Um, I wonder if they're aiming for like a happy ending. I wonder if they're aiming for, Oh yeah, they get the food and everybody survives and everything is good. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, that's, a fine ending, I suppose. Um, but, you know, that food is finite, right? It's not going to last forever. They'll run out and then they'll be in this situation again. Right. I'm just trying to think of, like, a way that this show can end with some sort of resolution. I know that the comparison I wanted to make was to Star Trek The Next Generation because they're, they were able to cheat at the end of their show. Uh, series finales are always so difficult to do because... Uh, ending a story, especially a very long and winding story uh, with complicated characters and stories and all sorts of stuff. It's difficult to end these things in a way that makes people happy. Most Star Trek fans are relatively happy with the way that Next Gen ended because they didn't have to really end that show uh, Mm -hmm. because they were going to go and do movies like right afterwards. And you don't have to really now, eventually it should be said, even though this is not the Star Trek podcast, Aurora, that they never really did get a good resolution to that next generation crew. The last movie didn't really have that satisfying ending that fans wanted. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. they fell prey to it at the end of the day. But for the actual television show, it ended perfectly. And they were able to cheat by not having a a resolution because the story was going to continue in another medium. And I'm almost wondering if that is the mindset here because they've, Maybe, yeah. they've announced another spinoff, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but um, they've announced another one. I don't know if the other ones that they introduced are coming back. I think you mentioned that you saw that maybe they were. I, I think I saw the world beyond mm-hmm. uh, with new episodes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so they, and obviously fear is continuing Mm-hmm. They have other projects. There's the supposed Rick movies that uh, I'll believe them when I see on. them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, for right now, 
<laughs> for right now, they are those things that like people they say they're making them, but until I see them, I I don't know if they actually are. But um, maybe that's the route they're gonna go, which is we don't have to give you a satisfying resolution to this show because there are other projects. But mm-hmm. ugh, I don't, I just don't know. Uh, maybe there is a bigger arc that they want to tell. I don't know what that is. Maybe they're going to do some sort of cure storyline where eventually they figure out how to stop this thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if you don't, it's perpetual doom, right? It's just, it's the apocalypse for a reason. People are just holding on until they can't hold on anymore. Um, So I don't know what the end game is for it. I mean, I did, I did like the fact that, I mean, I thought it was that curveball that Leah betrayed Daryl a little bit. A little bit. Um, because I thought she was going to be like, you know, she was going to yeah. go with him. And mm-hmm. uh, and when she just turns and blames him for yeah. killing Pope and mm-hmm. all that, I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, you know, another thing, I mean, maybe Leah will just end up being the big, dumb, bad guy. Because when she was stunned that Daryl was like secretly still with all of them, mm-hmm. I-, I don't know. Maybe it's from watching the show for... 11 years or whatever it's been. We, we were just talking about how last week Daryl was so kind of on the nose about uh, <laughs> like, you know, kind of feeding Intel to his friends mm-hmm. who were hidden underneath the, the floorboards or whatever. Like I thought maybe she knew, right. Um, yeah. And yeah. was trying to protect him because she still has feelings for him or whatever. But, you know, then when he's like, I'm uh, no, I, I've been with like Maggie this whole time. She's like, I can't believe this. Um, and I was like, I was like, maybe it's because I'm a viewer, but like he kept looking through the binoculars. Yes. Over the horn. And I was like, yeah. can you stop there? Like, it's so <laughs> obvious that you're trying to look for your friends. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, he arranged a bunch of walkers on the ground to like make an arrow to show them which way to get in. Uh, yes. It was he couldn't have been more clear. Yeah, he escapes a little bit and like he kills that <laughs> one guy on the side, and then he's like, "Oh, I was just getting my bow." And I was like, "How long did this take you?" <laughs> he comes back covered in blood. I was just, I, I. He, he literally like told them where to go, mm-hmm. killed the guy, yeah. broke a lock, and got his bow. And they're like, fine. Yeah, he took like an hour to go. But it's okay. <laughs> I was looking for my vest, but turns out I was wearing it the whole time. I'm just, I'm just so forgetful. I'm and you sorry. know, the guy that he killed, I, I was also like, are you? Why are you not seeing this red flag? Like he's like, just all of a sudden, hey, mm-hmm. you want to smoke? And I was like, have you seen that we are under attack? Why are you coming here to share a smoke with me? <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes people are very, some people panic in in battles like this. Some people are very relaxed. So, you know, this yeah. guy was just, very, he was just very chill about the situation. <laughs> um, do you have any final thoughts on episode eight, Aurora? And what would you give it? I was going to say also that uh, the scene where this guy goes to the woods um, mm-hmm. And he's killed by Maggie and Negan. Oh yeah, as you know, like as zombies. Oh yeah, he's trying to like lead the horde away. Yeah, yeah. It was. I liked how it was done. It was really creepy, mm-hmm. and it reminded me back when we first encountered the whispers, like how creepy it was. How they kill people, mm-hmm. um, and they did it so perfectly, and it was so like disturbing to watch. <laughs> it's always like, great. Yeah, yeah. It was really creepy. So I, I, 
I appreciate it. Um, There's such and, good know, we, villains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and we had a good, I think we had a, a nice cliffhanger with the possibility of maybe Maggie dying or, mm-hmm. you know, because the big rocket launcher thing is aiming at them. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm going to hold on to the to my theory that Negan is going to sacrifice himself for her. So let's see if that happens. I think ultimately, I'm feeling like that's the right direction. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, okay. It will be a huge twist if, if the opposite happens. Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So what would you give the mid-season finale? I, I actually liked it. I agree mm-hmm. that we've had better mid-season finales. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping that the next part of the show, it's really know, kicks the stakes in the gear. Are, hi- are yeah. higher. Yeah. Um, but I gave, I gave it a four. I thought it was okay. It was nice. Really? I, it. I feel yeah. so bad now. Maybe I'm the villain <laughs> of the next half of the season, Aurora. I gave That's this. A twist. I gave this. I had no idea uh, that. Well, I mean, it's nice to find work, I suppose. But um, <laughs> no, I gave this a three. I thought it okay. was uh, three is like good, but it's not like four. For me, four is like really good. Um, mm-hmm. For me, three is like good. It was a fine episode but again it feels more of the same kind of this middle of the road stuff like what is happening with this season Mm -hmm. i don't know we will find out for me i think it i I took it to a four just because of those main scenes that i mentioned like the the killing of the and then rosita just being a badass yes that pushed me to to four yeah (laughs) um okay so regular walking dead Main, uh, main Walking Dead will be back in the new year, uh, as when it usually is back around, like in February, ish. Um, but we're not done Walking Dead yet. Uh, there's plenty more Walking Dead uh, to happen because Fear the Walking Dead has started. Um, its uh, first episode, actually, as we are recording this, uh, airs tonight as we are recording this but aurora and i will come back uh next week to talk the first two episodes mm-hmm. of season seven which is crazy that we're at season seven yeah. but yeah uh that's i i'm actually really excited i've been enjoying fear the walking dead much more than regular walking dead uh so yeah i'm, I'm here for it i'm Part of me wants to start watching it tonight, but I'll just be good and wait until uh, closer to next week. So uh, this way it's still fresh in my mind. Um, Okay. In the meantime, everybody, you can head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple of different ways you can support. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly, and the merch store, Geekly Merch. Dot com now featuring I believe three Hear the Walking Dead shirts. Uh, <laughs> so uh, and I th- we've sold. Uh, I, you know I don't know if I've mentioned this, but uh, we've sold. I think it's maybe four. It's at least three, but maybe four of those give us Clementine shirts. Nice. So we are not the only ones, Aurora. <laughs> there are others out there. Of course. Let your voices be heard. Don't just buy the shirt. Wear the shirt and then go to Walking Dead headquarters, wherever that is, and then scream through their windows at those poor, poor (laughs) writers 
until they write something that we want to see. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, all of those things, links for those in the show notes for this episode. Uh, also, uh, you can check us out on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead. Hit subscribe, and that way you can come back next time to hear us talk about Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 1, The Beacon, and Episode 2, Six Hours. Mm-hmm.